of Ezekiel 38 and 39, is it beginning now? And if you were with us yesterday, you know that I think it is beginning now. I really think that we're looking at the prelude to the war that the Bible wrote about 2,600 years ago. We see that all the players are there, the enemies of Israel, Israel itself, those are lining up with Israel. It, it all makes sense. Can you imagine reading 2,600 years ago? And that's why, again, I'm so happy we have a Bible foundation because it doesn't change day to day. It's been solid for, for thousands of years. But remember, as we look at that question, is the war starting now? We're going to try to answer that by doing five questions. Number one, how did it start? And we saw that there was a perfect start to it. It just so happened that, that there was a, a peace proposal on the table, one that would have given Jerusalem back to Israel. Israel was excited about it. They'd have the Temple Mount to worship at. Saudi Arabia was excited. They would own all three holy sites, Mecca, Medina, Alask Mosque. And yet, when all this came true, some of the Arab countries were very distraught, some of the Islamic countries, because they say the whole uh, Temple Mount should belong to them. And so they disrupted the peace process, I think, within a week or so of when it would come to its fruition. But how incredible, because we again see the hand of God and we see the Word of God being fulfilled again in a special way. I say that because, you see, it just so happened that it was the 50th year anniversary of Yom Kippur War, plus one day. It was a feast day, Sukkot. It was the Shabbat. All these things made it so that Israel thought they were, they were safe, only to find that, that here comes destruction. And so we looked at the, the armies that lined up, and that's how come we say, okay, now where are we now? And I want to show you that, that one by one, the armies, every army mentioned in Ezekiel 38 is lined up exactly in its place, including China, including Saudi Arabia, as well as the friends of Russia. We're, we're going to look at that in detail today. Why is this occurring now? I have seven distinct reasons why the timing is really incredible that we are watching this great fulfillment take place. We'll do that. I hope we get to it today, maybe tomorrow. And then we're going to be looking at this. How does it end it's going to end like you never imagined. Only God could predict this end. And then what can we do? So those are the questions we want to look at. Remember yesterday we looked at the aspect of, of Russia and Turkey coming in. But we also found a, an unusual voice. And it was this. It was the United Nations. The United Nations is rationing the slaughter of Jews. Now, now think about that just for a minute. How can it be that the United Nations, which is supposed to stand for peace... But isn't it interesting that in, in some of their last meetings, they, they talk about the 2030 agenda. They talk about all these things that they're pushing forward. They talk about climate change, climate control. But the very thing that they, they're supposed to be doing, that is monitoring the peace situation in the world, they're not interested in. And so here is the president of the UN, and he's actually justifying Hamas for slaughtering Jews. I can guarantee you that if this was turned around, if the Jews were slaughtering Hamas, I can guarantee you the United Nations would reprimand them. But when it's Hamas slaughtering Israel, no, that, there's no reprimand. Matter of fact, he says, well, you know what? It's, it's deserved. More or less, he's saying it's deserved. It's disgusting. Let me tell you this. It is so biased against Israel. But this, again, fulfills another Bible passage. The Bible indicates that in the last days there would be unique, special high hatred for Israel. And we see it in Zechariah chapter 12. We see all the nations coming together against her. 
But the Bible indicates that time and time again, the Jews would be picked on. The Jews would be picked on. This has been their history. And every time it's, it's provided a way for God to show to Israel, hey, I love you. You're special to me. I protect you. I put my hand, as it says in, in Psalm 121.4, I put my hand over you to protect you. And sometimes Israel is so independent, they want to go outside of the hand of God. And then they find themselves getting a blistering. And so here's the United Nations. I, I'm disgusted. I, I'm going to tell you this. When I see this taking place, when I see the prejudice against Israel, and, and for that matter, when I see the, pres, pres, uh, the prejudice against the, the Christian community, I really think the United States should withdraw from the, the UN. I, I think we shouldn't give them one more dime I really think that we should even ask them to move off of our land because it's disgusting. For, for this kind of a, a rhetoric to take place after the slaughter of innocent people is unbelievable. And so, again, since I'm not running for an office, that probably won't go any further than that. But I just think it's despicable, but it certainly fulfills what the Bible said would take place. So what other buildup do we see? Well, here's one that, that I think is going to be unparalleled with anything you've seen since World War II. Because right now, China just deployed six warships to the Middle East. Now, what is interesting is, okay, how does China get in the mix? And to me, it's so interesting. By the time we're done today, you're going to see the timing, the special timing of this is unbelievable. And so six warships, and they come at, at this time because they say it's a crisis and could become an all-out war. You see... Here's the point. If you continue to put ships into this area, China has some. Now Russia has some. Now the U.S. is going to bring theirs in. If you continue to put all these high-powered ships there, it only takes one satyr making one false move, and we really do have World War III. And so let's take another look at this. Here's the United States. And at this time, we have two carriers in the region. You want to know something? It's been a long time. Well, it's been since World War II that we've had this kind of fire power in, the, in any area of the sea. Because remember that whenever you take a USS carrier there, well, they carry another five or six ships with them. So we have two carriers, not just two ships, two carriers. And actually, I was reading, what are some of the things that we have on one of those? Well, on the USS... Gerald R. Ford, we have 4,539 soldiers. We have dozens of fighter planes. I, I'm talking of 75 F-35s uh, and 16s. We have attack aircraft. We have two anti-aircraft missile launchers. We have two ram surface-to-air missiles launchers. We have phantom systems. We have two radar systems. We, we, we have a, a cannon-based defense system. We have rockets. We have artillery fire. We even have a, a nuclear launcher available there, powered by two nuclear reactors. This ship is over 1,000 feet long. It weighs 100,000 tons. That's one of our U.S. carriers. My friend, you, you don't bring that kind of firepower unless you think there, there's a chance that we may have to, to prove it. I, I know right now it looks like it's a parade. But believe me, I'm telling you that when, with six Chinese warships there, with Russian warships there, with American carriers and their associated fleets, 
there's plenty of firepower there. Now, why is this so impressive? Well, let me go to the next step, because you see, here is China's shipbuilding capability. This is something that we reported on, I think, about a month ago, maybe it was in, in the midsummer. And we found out the data that, that right now China can, can grow, their capabilities can grow at a rate 200 times that of America. 200 times they have that much more capability. And China is anxious to flex its muscle because, you see, they have some things that they want to take up with the United States concerning Taiwan. And I think even the Philippines. And isn't it amazing that, again, they, they, they rattle the sabers concerning Taiwan this week? Here's why. They feel like they've outstripped us and they're not challenged at all. And so they say, if you're going to bring a couple of carriers there, we'll bring six warships there. The buildup really is an incredible buildup. But with that incredible buildup, here's another request, Syria. The Syrian leader visits China hoping to find friends and money. Look, it's almost like the Middle East is for sale. Saudi Arabia offering $100 billion. Iran offering $6 billion to, to free prisoners. Russia selling drones and nuclear technology to Iran. Syria saying, we're, we're available for sale. We, we want friends. We want money. My friends, do you see that when you get this kind of, these kind of people that want power and money, they're an open target for the Antichrist. They're an open target for, for any kind of a, a hostile uh, overthrow to take place. And if that wasn't enough linkage, look at this one. Here we go. China and Russia criticize Israel as divisions with the West sharpens. You see, again, I told you that what do they have in common? They have in common the hatred for the United States and the hatred for Israel. But isn't that what the Bible says? Do you know that, that in this passage, it's going to talk about Rosh and all of its hordes, the sympathetic armies with Russia, going against Israel. And then in Revelation chapter 9, it's going to talk about China going against Israel. Let's, let's just see the timing again, because as we go back to a map, here they are. What brings the bear and the dragon together? Not their love for each other. No. Matter of fact, I can show you also articles where they criticize one another. They're jealous of one another. Every time one of them does something good, well, the other one has to show it. You know what? We're just as good. But I look at this complete surrounding of Israel. I look at the nations coming. Find one other time in the history of the world that you ever find all these nations now agreeing with Russia against Israel. They now have a reason to side against Israel. Israel's defending itself. They have a reason with Russia. Russia wants, the Bible says, to take a spoil, to take something of great profit. They're going to. So if we look at this chart, here's where we are, the end of the church age. We're just prior to, to the coming of Christ. And as he takes us out in the rapture, I believe this, this battle could well take place after the Antichrist comes on the scene. Here's why I say that. Very clearly in Ezekiel chapter 38, it talks about the fact that Israel have unwalled villages. It'll be safe enough for children to be in the streets. And so I think, again, what's going to take place is Israel is eventually going to have a, a treaty. And that treaty, I believe, based on Daniel 9, 27, Daniel 8, 24, and 25, is when the Antichrist will say, do you want to sacrifice again? We can make it happen. 
We know how bad you want to sacrifice. We know how bad you want to do your, your services up on the Temple Mount. So do this. Sign this treaty. Set down your weapons. Let's be at peace. And the Bible says that when they come to peace, Russia thinks an evil thought. The evil thought is to break the truce, to break the, the treaty that's been imposed. And when they do, they come against Israel with unwalled villages. They come to take a spoil. They come to take plunder, whatever they, they want to do. And so I believe that that takes place early in that tribulation period of time. In other words, if that takes place in the early tribulation period of time, we could be called out of here for the rapture at any moment. You see how close we are? It's incredible. And now just to add additional to that, look at this next one. This is the verse in Revelation chapter 9. And in Revelation chapter 9, it's, it speaks of the fact that when the sixth angel sounded, there's a, an announcement of an army. And this army comes from the east. And the army has 200 million men. Now, it can be no accident the fact that, that China recently announced the size of their army, and their army is 200 million men. Nobody else has an army that size. India has the population to do it, but India has an army that's way smaller. And not only that, the Bible goes on to say this. In Revelation, it says that it comes at a time when the Euphrates River is drying up. This is a, a picture I showed you several months ago. And the incredible thing is this, the Euphrates River, a major international waterway that divides Turkey, Syria, and Iraq for thousands of years, now the water is drying up. And they said this, it was, it was foretold in a horrific prophecy according to those that believe the Bible. Yeah, I'm one of those. And so take a look at the picture. There's a Euphrates River before, there it is now. It's exactly at a time when it's dry and an army of 200 million men could walk across there. My friend, I'm going to go back to this time chart again. You see, God's timing is perfect. At an amazing time in history, Israel comes back in the land. At an amazing time in history, Israel wants to resume animal sacrifices. At an amazing time in history, all the world gathers together and Israel is caught by surprise. And as they celebrate, they're attacked by Hamas. By having that attack occur by Hamas, now all of a sudden we find out that it's Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Russia, Turkey, Syria. They're all heading to take a spoil, to take a, a plunder of Israel. And in the meantime, several things have to happen. One is the United States has to die. We can no longer be a, a priority power. But I think we're in the, in the process of doing so. And as I look at the seven reasons why it must be now, among those things, you're going to see that I think the United States is on the way down. We've made some drastic mistakes, and, and I'm, I'm going to try to point those out because it allows us to pray. And so I look, at, I look at the advance of China. Wow, it's exactly as the Bible said. I look at the, the friendship of Saudi Arabia. It says that in Ezekiel chapter 38, Sheba and Dedan are friends to Israel. It's taking place exactly as the Bible said. So the chart is right on schedule. Russia, China, right on schedule. Matter of fact, do you know that, that just in the last week, the governor of California, who really wants to be a presidential candidate, Gavin Newsom, he goes to meet with China. China and the United States right now really have no common ground. But this guy goes, and what is he going to go and talk about? Of all the things he talks about, 
climate change. Unbelievable. With a war on the horizon, with, with the whole United World armies gathered together, Matthew 24, wars and rumors of wars, this guy wants to talk about climate change. You know why this is so ridiculous? I remember as a boy, I was told I was going to freeze to death because of the climate change, the freezing of the planet. And now, a few years later, after Al Gore, we find out that, no, really, we're in a heat wave. And the temperature of the earth is, is raised 1.2 degrees on average. Al Gore said this 10 years ago. He said, in, well, actually, he said it 15 years ago. He said, in 10 years, what will happen is New York will be underwater by 10 foot. The ice caps will be melting. It hasn't happened. The Statue of Liberty would have water up on the, on the, on the body of the statue. That hasn't happened. You see, this is a facade. This is fake. But isn't it amazing that, that all these things are coming to play exactly the right time? And so I look at this and I say, you know what? I believe we're watching the beginning. I think we're watching the preliminary rounds of the war described in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 for the latter days. It's a pretty exciting to be alive, isn't it? Pretty exciting time to, to, to read God's word and to see what's taking place. So why is this occurring now? Well, as best I can, I want to begin today also telling you seven incredible reasons. And I, I know I can't get all seven done today, but, but we at least want to start it. And before the week is done, I hope that we can give you all seven. But here's the first one. And that is, why is it occurring now? Because of hatred. Hatred for Israel. You see, Hamas hates Israel. That's, that's a given. We watch them attack Israel. We watch the, the bloody butcher. I, I looked at the news just today, and again, they found now a room with 40 more bodies, mostly children, some decapitated, some burned, all dead. Hamas hates them. And here's the deal. Iran hates both Israel and the United States. They make no bones about it. But look at the protests that are taking place across the United States and across the world. Anti-Semitic protests in the United States and around. I watched one take place in Chicago just last night. I'm watching almost every university. I found it interesting that, that uh, Kirchner, the, the son-in-law to Donald Trump, said this. It's safer in Saudi Arabia for a Jew than on U.S. campuses. Can you imagine being a, a Jewish student and trying to, to go to college? Uh, professors are, are coming out lambasting Israel, siding with Hamas. Hamas murdered them, 1,400, in cold blood. A sickening attack on, on, on babies and women and children and old people. It wasn't a war. It was a terrorist crime. It was a hate crime. And so the Bible said, you're going to know the time when all this takes place because there's going to be special hatred for Israel. My friend, we're watching it. So think about this. Israel back in the land. Israel on a high, a high holy day. Israel on the verge of making peace. And now all of a sudden the, the, the enemies of Israel all announced already in the Bible are all forming at their borders. I really think that the timing... Is quite unique. The hatred of Israel. I've played this before, but I think it bears repeating. Listen to the, the Congress, the Parliament of Iran. Oh, 
Hard to believe that whatever took place would cause the entire parliament of Iran to say death to Israel, death to America. Prior to this, what had America done to Iran? Oh yeah, we had limited their, their getting to nuclear power. We have people in, in our White House that returned $6 billion to them. We had sanctions that had been lifted. We, we were so lax that, that we know that they've already doped their, their uranium to, to bomb quality. Not that they have, they have 20 times more material than they were allowed to have under the accord. It doesn't matter to them. And America has, has no way of pushing back, but, but they link us together in the hatred. You see, the Bible indicates that they would hate us. And we can show a direct connection between Iran and Hezbollah, Iran and, and Hamas, Iran and the cartel, and Russia and Iran, all linked together. Folks, you've never found a time like this in the history of, of mankind. And the Bible said it would take place in the last days. We're watching it take place. That's why I think we're at the beginning of this war. I think the stage is set. Maybe the only thing left is for the church to be gone. It makes you think, are you ready? But it doesn't stop there. I, I want to show you yet another clip. And this is such well, an important and, and, one. And what you just mentioned with Rob Malley remains one of the greatest national security scandals in our nation's history. So Rob Malley was, was Joe Biden's chief negotiator for Iran. He's an incredible Iran sympathizer. He is an advocate, a passionate advocate for the disastrous Obama-Iran nuclear deal. But he also has extraordinarily bad judgment. He's been fired. He's had his security clearances stripped, which I want you to pause and think, just how bad does his conduct have to be to have his security clearances pulled by this ideological and radical White House. But we now know also that among other things, three of Rob Malley's top advisors, his, his inner circle his, his, the, that he relied on, were Iranian operatives. They were recruited by the government of Iran. They were directed by the Iranian foreign minister. They reported to the Iranian foreign minister. We have their emails now in which they discuss, one of them discusses with the foreign minister that, that his loyalties are with the government of Iran and he is there to do whatever they direct, including making the message from within the federal government that, that, that there's nothing wrong with Iran having a nuclear stockpile. You literally had three Iranian spies working in senior positions directly around the U.S. government. One of them, as far as we know, remains a chief of staff in the Department of Defense to this day with access to classified documents. And yet the corporate media cannot be brought to mention that three Iranian spies were brought into senior levels of government with access to classified materials while working directly for Iran. Wow, I don't know about you, but it's almost disgusting, isn't it? So here we are, and we think that we're, we're dealing with Iran as an enemy, and we find out that we have insiders giving all the information. That's why, that's why we removed the sanctions. That, that's why a third of the inspectors were turned away from Iran and nobody ever protested. That's why Iran never set the cameras up so that the, the camera inspections could be done to the, of the nuclear stations to see whether it was for peaceful use or for war because there were insiders who were undermining the United States security.
you know what? That's enough for, for an administration to be brought to trial. That's enough to, to disgust anybody who loves America. And not only that, it continues on. Right now, we could be putting sanctions on them, but we don't. Right now, we could stop the, the money that's flowing in. You see, they're selling 40 to $50 billion worth of oil a year to Russia, to China. They're supplying the enemies of America and, and Israel. And we're not stopping it. Why? Because there's insiders. You know, I, I watch all the money that was made in China off from the Biden family. I wonder how much is being made from, from Iran. Yeah, this is serious stuff. But isn't it incredible the timing? So why is it occurring now? Because we've never had that many double crossers in the government. We've never had that many people as high up in the State Department. Unbelievable that he couldn't even get a security clearance. And yet he's the chief negotiator. He's the main man with advice. And so when Iran says, well, we had nothing to do with it, but Hezbollah and, and Hamas thank Iran. And when we see them going to to Russia, together, Iran and Hamas, to Russia, what do you think is going on? Isn't this what the Bible said? When you see Rosh with its hordes, with its armies coming, and among those, Iran and Turkey, folks, that's all taking place right now. You see, the Bible is up to date. That's, again, as I see every enemy in place, whether it's China, whether it's Saudi Arabia, whether it's Russia, whether it's Iran, every enemy is in place exactly as the Bible said. And this is why it's so important. That's why we're saying, okay, is this the war? The answer is yes. How did it start? It started on a special occasion, on the 50th anniversary of Yom Kippur, on a special holiday, on on Shabbat. It occurred at a time when Israel wasn't expected. They thought peace was coming. They thought sacrifices were coming. And all these things played into the fact. And now we're watching the hatred of Israel. We're watching the double crossing of the enemies that say they're friends to us and they hate us. And we heard them chant, death to America, death to to Israel. My friend, these things are not accidents. These things are, are taking place in the news. That's just two of the reasons that I think we're living in the last days. I believe that you and I are going to be here when the Lord comes. I think his coming is, is intimate. I think it could be today. Because I really think these final events, the actual skirmish might take place after the church is gone. And, and when the Antichrist comes, and brings peace again. And Israel sets down their weapons. My friend, I, I think the world is being set up. Satan knows he has a short time, and that's why he's so busy and so active now. Let me ask you this. Are you ready if Jesus comes today? He could come today. Have you ever admitted that you need a Savior? Have you ever admitted that Christ died on the cross not for his sins but for your sins? Have you ever personally accepted him as your Savior? Then tell others. Join us again tomorrow. We want to continue. We have five more reasons why all these things are taking place right now. And I'll show you how up to date the Bible is. God bless you. See you tomorrow.